Hey everyone, I'm your host, Alex Taylor, co-founder of Parallel. Welcome to Parallel Lives, a podcast where we learn about the tireless yet vibrantly challenging role the women we admire most live in parallel to their careers and personal pursuits, becoming and being a mom. Today's episode is a special expert edition of Parallel Lives with the co-founder and CEO of Fortuna Skin. Her name is Kim Walls and she is brilliant. She studied biochemistry, skincare, and nutrition for two decades and worked directly with doctors, NICUs, and estheticians to implement her knowledge into their practices. She has launched multiple skincare companies for babies and pregnancy. Some are used in almost all NICUs across the United States and Canada. She's a mom of two herself, and she is truly a wealth of information. I learned so much from her in this conversation, and I know you will too. We go deep on pregnancy-safe skincare, clean living, Ultimately, Kim's passion is to inspire and educate others to move the clean beauty conversation forward and embrace regenerative beauty to reverse climate change, nurture biodiversity, improve wellness and nutrition, revitalize local economies, and create a more potent and high-performing product that's also safe. She is the real deal, and I can't wait for you to listen to our conversation. I hope you enjoy the show. Kim, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I have been such a fangirl of yours and your insane career, as well as your beautiful brand, Fortuna. So it's an honor to have you on the podcast today. It's amazing. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. Well, we have so much to cover. You are truly an expert in clean, safe beauty products. To me, you are a expert mom in my book because you have, what, a 17-year-old and a 20-year-old now? ages. <laughs> I can't believe wow, it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, we have a lot to dive into, but before we do, I would love to rewind the clock and go back and understand a little bit more about your story, who you are, and what you were doing before you started Fortuna. Well, okay. Thank you. I the the motherhood part of my life has always been central and key. The career part is is important to me for sure. I'm pretty, you know, active when it comes to work and I am very passionate about my work. Um but being a mother very much directed not only what I do and the choices I make about work but how I approach work. So that journey of being a mother. Um, I was a very young mother. I was the youngest of anyone I knew who had children. So I was completely isolated from community when that happened. And I had been starting brands. I think my first brand, I want to say I was 19. It wasn't really a brand. It was a business distributing skincare products. Distributing. I wanted to move to San Francisco. Uh, my father's company, Epicurean, hadn't launched in the Bay Area yet. It was still just Southern California. So I was like, hey, Papa, can I can I launch Epicurin in Northern California? Because I really want to move there. He's like, sure, start a distribution company. So I did. And wow. <laughs> I bought his products and resold them and trained it at the spas and education. I've always been an educator because I I guess a little bit about my background is when my father founded Epicurin when I was a baby. So I grew up in the in the garage first as the sticker girl because I got the eye cream labels in the middle and he thought that was just amazing and then moved on to making formulas and all those kinds of things. And Epicurin was a huge part of my life kind of throughout. So people have used the phrase born into the beauty industry, which is very true. And I loved it. I felt lucky to be a part of it in that world. And it was always a medical the medical side of skincare. So I started very early educating around natural, healthy choices when it comes to skincare and really how to marry that sort of clinical world of injections and cutting and pharmaceuticals with the wellness world in a way where people could get 
kind of the best of all worlds. And at that time, um, skincare really wasn't part of the medical practices. So I was educating about health and wellness and teaching professionals how to teach their patients and clients to integrate those worlds. So I had really early exposure to the the world of wellness, kind of working in harmony with the body, which goes all the way through it. That's been a thread through everything I've ever done in life and was very much a thread in parenting. So you started this distribution company and you've seen this connection between health and wellness and beauty and tell us where you went after you started that distribution company. So I lived in San Francisco for a while, and then it was the early days of the tech boom, and I really was fascinated by uh, digital everything. I actually created a major. I studied anthropology. Before I went on to study biochemistry and nutrition and all those aspects, I my focus in school was anthropology and was so obsessed in the 90s, basically late 90s with the internet, that I created a major at UCSB or a focus for a major called the Anthropology of New Media, which I just learned, like literally last week learned, is actually now a real uh, practice that people teach at schools. It's like the the cultural side of how the digital world affects us. But um, so I went to work for a company called Natural Health Link, which was absorbed by WebMD for the content. I put together all the content for a multi-thousand page site and helped with the architecture of it. But the goal there was to integrate all the different modalities of health from Eastern to Western to everything else into a single uh, profile for people's health health history, essentially, because at that time, people were afraid to tell their doctors, for example, that they were taking vitamins and vitamins could have effects on the blood thinning properties of certain medications. And so there are all these things that we're doing to our bodies, but people weren't didn't understand the the benefits and risks when they all come together. So this was a technological platform that was encouraging people to keep single profiles of all of their health efforts and then distributing natural products. They would have, for example, distributed your amazing parallel health products to the industry of other people who could kind of co-recommend them. So very much trying to create a comprehensive picture of health and wellness and help people achieve longevity and vitality through a convergence of all of those things that after Natural Health Link, I don't even know. I mean, basically, I just I kept starting companies or helping other people start their companies, kind of the most notable ones leading up to Fortuna Skin was my last project was Lime Crime, helping another founder out of her. She had created a, a bit of a challenge for herself because she was a baby when she started her business, like in her teens, basically. Uh, and didn't have the business experience, but she had this incredible mission to support women and for women to embrace themselves for whatever they were, whomever they were, and to express. And I really fell in love with her mission and with her drive and so helped her, spent three years there building Lime Crime. And we sold it um, in a venture exit to Tangram Capital. And then before that, um, I spent about 14 years on a brand originally called Up Essential and then changed the name to Baby Time because nobody could spe- spell Up Essential <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and sold that one as well, actually, to our Chinese distributor. Because at the time, different cultures have different relationships with skin and skin care. And that was a higher price point product that was incredibly healthy using all organic ingredients, da, da, da. And the market here in the United States just didn't see the value yet um, at the level that it was seen in China. So the brand did incredibly well in China and was purchased and, and still exists there today. But that was that was a long journey. And that was that I started that because I got pregnant. 
So my first son, Owen. Oh my goodness. I went shopping for skincare products for him. And, you know, this background, my whole life in skincare, and I saw what was out there and was like, oh my God, this is, what is this? And then at the time, yeah. there were no uh, really good solutions for natural organic. It was kind of pre-California baby. It was, at that time, even brands that touted themselves at natural were still using things like parabens, which even 21 years ago, like we'd known in the medical community, like, hey, these are hormone disruptors. And so I decided to start a brand for that and spent the better part of, yeah. And that was really interesting when it came to parenting and being a founder because I always, it was always important to me to be with my kids. I actually worked, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. So I went to medical school after I graduated a post-bac pre-med program, not medical school, pre-med program. And had my son, I was pregnant while doing that and then had my son and was working in NICUs and um, had him in essentially in daycare while I was in classes and saw the life of people who work in hospitals and the intensity of that and the requirement of time and focus. And it wasn't the right time in my life to do that because I really wanted my focus to be on my children. But what I was able to do is continue on this journey of bringing more healthy choices into people's lives and more education around healthy choices in other ways. And so that's how Epicentral came to be is that it was kind of the stopping of one track and then the starting of another that worked better with the choices that I wasn't willing to change around how I wanted to parent. Wow. So gosh, our founding stories are so similar in that when I was, you know, Parallel was born out of my motherhood journey experience, you know, looking for products that were able to serve me in a clean, comprehensive and effective way that were also wholly safe. And obviously, that's what led you to start your business. How old was your little one as you were in the throes of building this company? And how did you go forward? I mean, it's like this tsunami that hits you in the face starting a company. But also, motherhood is another massive wave, just as big. So, you know, tell me a little bit about that time and and working through that. You're right. There, It's all tsunamis. And I think the probably the most valuable thing I did for myself, which was a lesson from my mother, was self-compassion. Uh, just knowing the the idea of if you always do your best, then you will never have anything to regret because you will have known that you've always done your best. And that message to me really has been given to me by my mother my whole life. And I hold on to it. Boy, do I hold on to that. Uh, and I've given it to my children, too. It's like, you just can't get everything right all the time. I loved your response to that because I think as someone who is a type A overachiever, I want to do five-star amazing all the time. But the reality is, is I can only do my best and that's all I can do. And it's about being, you know, ruthless with the way I prioritize my time and understanding, you know, what balls can I drop that will bounce back and which ones will shatter, <laughs> yes. you know? So that's what's helped me a bit. So I like that, um, you know, that spin on it. Just do, yeah. do your best. I, we're that's completely all you aligned in that, 100% aligned. That is very much, yeah. I think, yeah. the goal uh, for everyone. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So you have this background as a biochemist and this deep, deep expertise in skincare and how it connects to nutrition and our health outcomes. I have some questions just for you, you know, about product ingredient safety as it relates to this chapter of life, because you are the expert here. But, you know, why why is it important to be aware of the products you put 
on and in your body during pregnancy? So the simplest answer, which I think most people kind of recognize at this time, is that harsh and harmful chemicals can do, will pass through the placental barrier. That blood placental barrier is permeable. That's how nutrients go in, but it's also how harsh and harmful chemicals go in. And while people understand that, they don't necessarily know how to what the consequences of that are and how to how much attention necessarily to pay. I think we're bombarded by messages around, oh, this is toxic and that's toxic. And there's all this fear mongering out there, which I think is completely destructive and horrible. And I think a lot of people, I see it, they kind of shut down like, oh, it'll be fine. You know, my mother did this, my father, whatever. Uh, and I think the reality is that our body burdens are rising. The toxins that we take in and that we store in our fatty tissues and that we pass through that barrier of placenta um, it is a rising level. And the clearest example I can give that connects skincare and choices and outcomes for, fe- for for a fetus, for a baby, is the use of estrogen, essentially ingredients that alter our hormonal system. So those types of ingredients do pass through. And what we're seeing now, and there's no question around this in the data, is that the sperm count of men in particular is reducing and our babies are less and less likely and capable of producing offspring of their own because of the body burdens that they're carrying in development. And you see this in measurements, for example, of the distance, um, blanking on what it's called, but essentially the distance between the anus and uh, another area of the body it is lengthening or shortening. And that's connected to certain hormonal shifts that happen during fetal development that specifically affect the outcome of whether of of the fertility of that child, you know, 30, 40 years later in their life. Wow. So these choices matter. So wait, can we can we pause sure. for a minute? So you're saying the decisions around what we're putting in and on our bodies before we even have children can have implications on our children's fertility. Yes. That is correct. Yeah. It's wow, more, it's a, it's a, insane. it is insane. It's a much bigger deal once the fetus starts, once those cells start replicating, because it's those shifts happen, essentially triggers genes to turn on and off and activates genes. And so as those genes are activating from that single first cell or those two first cells that come together, the genes, the genetic material is being it's developing in such a way that it affects all the later things in that person's life from the length of things like telomeres, which are connected also to skincare, um, that protect the integrity of genetic material as it replicates. There are all kinds of aspects. And so I think what to do about it is kind of the question. And the best thing that I know of is currently still a little bit unachievable, but it's a process, and that is living a regenerative lifestyle. And Fortuna Skin today is a regenerative beauty brand. And there are other, it, this comes down to agriculture primarily and ingredients. How are they grown? So we make, we use these plant ingredients for our food, we use them to make medicine, we use them to make skincare. And how something is grown really matters. So, what does a regenerative lifestyle mean? Let's break that down. That means living in harmony with your environment. So starting with the agricultural piece of it, um, when food is grown or plants are grown in an, in an regenerative way, everything is considered about the ecosystem, the biodiversity, 
the plants and animals that that exist there and that share space, the soil content, how things are watered, crop rotation, every aspect is considered when it comes to how food in that way is grown. And you can apply that same way of thinking to the regenerative beauty aspect or regenerative lifestyle, where it's not only what food are you eating, but it has, how is that prepared? What cooking oils are you using? Where were those cooking oils sourced? Were they cold processed? Um, were the people who picked those olives harmed in the process through pesticide exposure? Were the animals that were eating those olives <laughs> poisoned by pesticides? Like, what are all the different implications? And I think it comes down at this point to transparency of supply chain more than anything is being able to understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, is that because the implications of the experiences of the animals and what they've ingested, all that flows into the actual ingredients themselves that we later on ingest. Of course, there's the ethical part. No one should be exposed to, you know, anything chemical in that way. We should not be harming animals. But also, like, how does that impact the integrity of the product and what we put on our bodies, too? The yeah, two, two aspects to that. Nutrient density is the first and most important. Right? We only have the ability to eat so many calories per day. But how valuable are those calories? So if you have two cherries and one is incredibly nutrient dense with micro and macronutrients that have nothing to do with calorie count, it's just nutritional content, phytochemicals. Cherries are a great example, actually. They have um, the ability to diminish pain. They act like ibuprofen in the body. Ten cherries is the same as one Advil. <laughs> No I'm kidding. No joke. Food is medicine. I'm going to stock up on some cherries. <laughs> Love yeah. this. All okay. of us have the same ability. Um, so nutrient wow. density is a huge part of that. And when things are grown in a biodiverse way, when they're fertilized by manure and you're not monocropping, the nutrient density is very high. The other aspect of that is things we still don't know around genetic modification of plants, seeds, things like that. The effects of these foods, we just don't know yet. There are plenty of studies by the companies making the pesticides that say there's no harm, but we actually haven't been using this method of eating and farming for long enough to see how it affects multiple generations. What we do know about our bodies and about the relationship we have with food is similar to what we were just talking about with estrogen and other hormone modifiers, um, is that foods have the ability to activate certain genes in our body and in our developing bodies. So we know things like good food gives people higher IQs. Good food makes people sleep better. Good food helps prevent disease. One of the most critical pieces of good food, and when I say good food, I'm really talking about nutrient-dense food, is inflammation. You, know, we, you have you can people talk about an anti-inflammatory diet, but if you are eating in accordance with the regenerative lifestyle and eating fresh food as much as possible, not all of it, you know, we're all, you know, we live we live regular lives. There's no no pursuit for perfection yes. here. I I like to think of the 80-20 rule. Uh, but if we're eating those foods in such a way that that 80% of our diet is made up by nutrient-dense fresh food, inflammation pretty much disappears in the body unless it's a disease state. But even those disease states can be managed much better with food as medicine. And so in eating in accordance with a regenerative lifestyle, does that mean eating naturally, seasonally, 
grown foods, sourcing foods grown on regenerative farms. Tell us a little bit more about that so our listeners can Yeah, so it's both of those things. And I've actually been experimenting myself with trying to make recipes that for my friends and family that they can follow. I'm actually just about to post a series of them. Um, I made this this week, literally. (laughs) It's it's called the Fennel Kale Feast. And (laughs) so the core ingredients are fennel, kale, uh, orange cauliflower. And these are all in season right now and available at farmer's market right now, at least in Southern California. And then lion's mane mushrooms. And so taking those kind of core foods and cooking with just those for a week as the main foods, but including all kinds of other spices, fresh herbs, condiments, you know, tzatziki or whatever to get different, to get savory or sweet or, or you know, kind of just a variety so you don't get bored with your food. And so eating the, the true regenerative would be, yes, eating foods that are grown in a regenerative way and only seasonally available. But because we all need to go to the grocery store sometimes, and yes, plums do come from Chile sometimes, I think the closest you can get to that from a you know busy parent, everyday perspective right now is um, trying to eat organic food from markets that you can trust. And maybe it's sprouts, maybe it's Whole Foods, maybe it's Erewhon. Ideally, it's your back garden and the farmer's market, but kind of put it all together to create something that's achievable versus that type A overachiever approach that we were talking about before that falls apart. Tell me a little bit about how this concept of regenerative farming and food impacts our skincare routines. Yeah, absolutely. What, how does so that connect? So I'm a big believer in using plant ingredients as much as possible to care for our skin. And in the same way, you have a nutritional profile that humans have nutritional profiles that need to be met. And they vary by human and they vary by life experience. And the best example of this is how milk and colostrum will shift in nutritional concentrations and density based on a developing child's needs, right? Like we we also, our diet needs change. But there are some foundational needs like hydration. We need barrier protection. We need the vitamins that allow our skin to produce collagen. Um, One of the things that I think is really important that is lesser talked about is following the circadian rhythm of skin. And this is connected to the idea of agriculture as well and in harmony, right? Our skin is different in the morning and at night. At night, it is thinner, it's more permeable, it's losing water more, it's it can take in nutrients more. During the day, it's all about defending. At night, it's building collagen. During the day, it's trying to prevent the breakdown of collagen. So really supporting what is going on for the body in its natural rhythm with plant-based ingredients. And the reason I like plant-based ingredients is because I know our body knows what to do with them. They're, the nutrients there are bioavailable, and it's a different approach to sort of your typical anti-aging approach. It's very much pro-aging approach. It's about enjoying the wisdom of our years and looking at those wrinkles and going, well, they tell the story of my life and I like my life. (laughs) I like that. I love that approach. When you have these nutrients that the body knows what to do with, it can easily convert them into the building blocks of healthy skin. And healthy skin is healthy at the cellular level. So for example, dry skin, you can put on lots of topicals and you can drink lots of water, but if the cellular function isn't there, it won't hold on to the water and it won't use the water the way it needs to, to protect the skin barrier and create that glow and that vitality and prevent sensitivity. And especially during pregnancy, there are so many different skin conditions that kind of hit people seven ways from Sunday and totally unexpected acne and dryness and hyperpigmentation and stretch marks and skin's like, what's going on? Yes. (laughs) 
I can yeah. attest to and that. And so <laughs> when you have, when you're, when you are just like with food, when you are providing your body with the healthy building blocks, it sets it up to win. It sets it up to stay in homeostasis and to fend off the damage that's coming your way. And so when it comes to Fortuna Skin products, our Core collection, our, our introductory line, is all about that foundational support. And it's using ingredients that are not that are completely safe during pregnancy, breastfeeding, what have you, where where that nutrient content going into you matters because it's going into somebody else too. Uh, matters more, I should say. I had this weird epiphany one day where it was when I was trying to get pregnant and I was of course looking at all of my you know beauty products on my counter thinking, "Oh god, what's safe, what's <laughs> not." And I had a couple bottles that were just near empty and I'm looking at this bottle of cream thinking my God, I've slathered this on my face every day. And where does that thing go? It gets absorbed into my body. Like I'm like literally eating all these products through my skin. And it completely changed my perspective. I mean, every time you finish a bottle of product, you have to think like, my body ate that. <laughs> and so this idea of thinking about it in this same way as like food makes so much sense. And I will never forget the day I got, I was actually sent a mailer from your team. And I remember opening up the box and thinking, my goodness, this is probably the most, hands down, the most beautiful packaging I've ever seen in a beauty product. And I'm not just saying that. I mean it with every <laughs> particle in my body. But I was blown away by the booklet and explaining how every single step in the process was so considered and so safe. And I was blown away by the whole you, you guys own a farm in Sicily <laughs> that is a full regenerative farm to create this entire habitat, to grow the ingredients. And I just knew in that moment that everything would be safe to use on my skin. I want to talk a little bit. So just Thank sidebar, you. I just thought that was amazing. And I am genuinely fascinated by your brand and, and your background. Let's talk a little bit more about these specific ingredients that, first of all, we should avoid during this chapter of life when trying to get pregnant, pregnant, postpartum, but also generally, and how you've taken that into your approach with Fortuna? Ingredients to avoid are, it's a long list and it's an ever-changing list. And so I really, to, to keep it super, I'll get into specific ones for sure, but just to keep it easy for people when they're picking up something in the store or thinking, you know, kind of in a hurry, right? Maybe you've got one kid in your belly and one on your arm and you're trying to figure out if you should buy that cream or not. Yes. You're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so parabens, petroleum, fragrance, these three things. If anything has those three things, and I just leave it behind. So petroleum isn't actually necessarily bad for you. It's inert. It's not going to hurt you, but it's a it's an approach. It's it's a way of formulating that people who really have high clean standards, they just it's just not something they use because there are better alternatives. And part of the regenerative approach is to create radical improvement. It's not we've kind of left do no harm behind and we're trying to get rid of some greenwashing standards in the industry and really pioneer and lead this way forward. And that is very much connected to the idea of radical improvement. So if you have an ingredient like petroleum as a base, there's nothing radically good about that for skin at all. <laughs> it's just not okay. going to hurt you. Okay. Good uh, to know. But it sounds like it's a sign that likely there's other ingredients that don't probably, follow yes. best yeah. practices. And certainly I the values of regenerative lifestyle are not there. Um, that's just, it's just a 
fragrance, plenty of safe fragrances out there. The problem is that in our industry, you don't have to list what the actual fragrance ingredients are in this country. So there can be thousands of things that make it up. And many of them are hormonal disruptors. And so if it says fragrance, I'm not going to take the time to be like, well, which ones? And go to their website and be like, can I use it? Is it? So I just leave those out. Parabens, parabens is a uh, preservative. There, It's a preservative system in many, many, many skincare products. Less so now because the public has pushed back against against it, but they do still exist. They're all still out there and pervasive. So that's an, that's one of those hormonal disruptors that it just you definitely don't want anything to do with if you have a, a life depending on you for its life. So that's kind of general. You can use that for hair care or kind of for anything. And then when it comes to skin, some of the ingredients that people have gotten really reliant on, um, in particular retinol, is one that accelerates cellular turnover. It's a form essentially of exfoliating, not through a mechanical or an acid kind of exfoliant, but just by causing the body to have a more rapid cellular turnover. That's not a good idea during pregnancy. There are natural alternatives, like in the Fortuna Skin eye cream. Um, Bacuchiol and um, milk thistle, for example, are two really well-studied, um, data-heavy ingredients that are safe for pregnancy, that you don't get any of the negative side effects, but you get the similar action on the skin of lightening, brightening, rejuvenating, that sort of glow that people expect from retinol. Another reason I love the eye cream in particular with the retinol is because our eye areas really tend to show more of our exhaustion or our sensitivity or this the the puffiness or, and these that product contains those retinol alternatives that you can also use around the eye and retinol you can't use around the eye so even if you're not pregnant <laughs> and you want to use retinol around your eyes this this is the perfect solution for that and then you've got things like salicylic acid for acne and brightening hydroquinone for brightening these are very very common ingredients if somebody's experiencing the patches of color hyperpigmentation melasma cloasma that sort of universe of things from pregnancy often people will think about okay well what's going to brighten or whiten that and maybe they're shopping at sephora hydroquinone is not safe <laughs> for and is very okay. common okay yeah. avoid that and salicylic acid too yes. so instead yes. using yeah. a brightening wow. vitamin c like the fortuna skin biface moisturizing mm-hmm. oil that will help even the skin tone oh, <laughs> i love that one too I, I love that one so much you have so many amazing products so by the way, just in case people don't know, on the Parallel Health website, we have a a label checker, actually, that we created. So you can scan any ingredient label or copy and paste in the ingredients to find out if it is safe or not for this life stage. And many of these ingredients that you've mentioned are things that our checker will pick up. We actually worked with this incredible toxicologist who also works with the government and really fascinating person help us put together this checker and obviously all of your products wow. passed <laughs> so it's very cool what a gift but and and actually any that you created yes that. and actually awesome. every single brand it's amazing well I needed it yeah. when I was pregnant and then when I started this business I selfishly realized I'm like oh my gosh we need to create this <laughs> because so many other people probably need this as well um, and we actually use it as a litmus test for any brand that we partner with. They have to pass the unclean 15 label checker. So just a fun little fact. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about pregnancy skin because it is so sensitive and you are very, very 
aware of what you can and cannot use. What are some of the common skin changes that you know we can expect during this time? And what's your advice for dealing with them? Changes in moisture and hydration levels, that dehydration is really common. Um, everyone's skin truly reacts differently. People talk about the pregnancy glow and people talk about pregnancy acne too. So you tr- it's truly like you don't know what's going to happen. But the best thing to do for dryness is hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. And we have a balm, a replenishing balm that I think of it like a womb for the skin. You can put it on and just go to sleep every night. With It has magnolia oil in it. So it's going to de-stress you. Um, stress is by far one of the most damaging things for skin. It really shows through the chemicals that your body is passing. When you so is that cortisol yeah. or how does that well, work? Is cortisol damaging your cortisol, skin? Cortisol, the it does. That's a really complicated explanation, but an easier one way to explain it that people can relate to. Um, and that makes sense, I think, is as you as the day shifts, as you go from day to night, you've got melatonin in the evening and cortisol in the morning. And these hormones need to pass through each other, essentially, so that as you come to sleep, you have less cortisol and more melatonin. And then as you come to waking, your body's going to produce more cortisol. But when you're under stress, you're producing more cortisol all the time. And pregnancy, for many people, is an extremely stressful. Really, it's stressful for the body no matter what. Whether you're mentally stressed or not, to have that whole extra life is a stress for the body. And so you're more likely to produce (laughs) cortisol. And so making sure that you can get those levels down through deep breathing, beautiful skincare rituals, meditation, anything you could do, creating a skin, a a bedtime ritual where you're triggering your body because through your habits, you can actually help control your hormonal levels. So you can reduce your cortisol and increase your melatonin, not only by taking supplements and things like that, which is a fabulous idea, but also just through your habits. So having that nighttime ritual that winds you down can help modify the hormone levels and the stress to the skin will be minimized the more you can keep your body in sync with what it should be doing anyway, like maintaining those hormone levels. Wow. And so are there any other major skin changes that women should expect during yeah, this Yeah, the time? stretch marks are very common, uh, for sure. Very, very common. And essentially what those are is tiny tears in the skin from rapid expansion. So the best thing to do is is increase elasticity as much as possible in the skin, which you can do through skincare to either minimize or or reduce or prevent. You never know because, again, everybody's different. But if your skin is very well hydrated all the time, and that's that happens in two ways. Hydration is the water concentration in the skin, but moisture is coming from the barrier. So to have products that add hydration, but then seal it in with something on the outside, like the replenishing balm. Or the biphase is a two-in-one. You get the it's the olive leaf water and the olive oil. So you get the hydration plus the barrier protection in that one product. Um, but the more, like for example, if you were to inc- include the face and eye serum, which has hyaluronic acid in it, not only is it delivering moisture to the skin directly as a product, but it's also drawing moisture out of the air and holding onto it and then releasing it into the skin over time. So there are ways to amplify the water hydration aspect and then ways to enhance the barrier to keep the water in. (laughs) And both of those things are valuable. Yeah. So question for you. I, in another life, was a beauty editor. And my rudimentary understanding was that when you're looking for a great kind of moisturizing combination, you need something that is going to penetrate the skin 
So, you know, your deep moisturizer, but then you use oils to kind of lock it in and close the barrier. Is that true? Totally or what true. Yes. Our, you know, listeners be yes, doing. Yes, that's okay. what I'm. Tra- that's exactly what I'm talking about. Got and it. so, and yeah. you can combine all okay, of these things—that skin health with the sleep health and the stress reduction, which ultimately makes more skin health. Um, by this nighttime mask, which I, that's what I'm talking about is using the, so I actually separate those from a routine perspective. I do my skincare in the bathroom. I love to encourage people to do it with their eyes closed because you actually don't, unlike makeup, you don't need to see to do your skincare. So if you close your eyes, yeah, you can cut down one of the sensory intake points of the body, which then makes the other ones more tingly, like more robust in their function. Sensational. Yeah. So if you close yeah. your eyes and then as you touch your face and give yourself a massage, you can increase blood flow to your frontal lobes of your brain, which enhances memory and joy. And like you can create all of these really beautiful things through your skincare routine. So I do that in the bathroom, but then I actually take the replenishing balm. I keep it by my bedside. And it's the last thing I do before bed. And I also like to sleep with a sleep mask so to keep the light out so that I'm oh, controlling yeah, the light yeah, uh, for the hormones. <laughs> me too. So using, yeah. Yeah. So that balm, because it's, it's anhydrous, it has no water in it, will lock in the moisture. And then the, the balm, because it's not petroleum, which is inert, it is that olive oil, that extra virgin organic olive oil from the farm, which is very, very active in polyphenols and high in sterols, which the body's going to use to make collagen, low in free acids, which means it's not going to create any free radical damage in the skin. All these benefits will penetrate at night when the skin is thinnest because it's in its in its nighttime mode. And also at the same time, lock in all the hydrating things that you put on in the bathroom in the skincare routine. So it's a really great one-two punch. Wow. Wow. First of all, our skin is thinnest yeah. at night. What does it's that mean? literally, it changes. The physiology of the body shifts from morning to night. Yeah. What? So if you think about, you just <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> you just said it like it was not a big deal. I'm like, wait a minute, hold the line. That's huge. Wow. So what's so em- empowering about what I'm hearing you say is that by making smarter choices in what we put in and on our body and couple that with all these free optimizations we can make. You know, the way and the timing of our skincare and the layering and all of these things can come together. Reduction of our stress, which are things that, again, we can do for free. You know, we have to make the time, which is one thing, but like make the time to meditate, make the time to transform that 10-minute skincare routine you're doing into something a bit more restorative and, and intentional. We can improve our skin and our overall health. I mean, that's it's amazing. And it's also very encouraging. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that, like, we can all well, do it. I would love to <laughs> we can address the time piece, actually, because we do think about ourselves yes. as time-strapped. And I, I mean, I know I do, and you do, and most people do, and most people are, because there's so much to do. But one of the things to think about when it comes to time is how effective are we with the time we have? And if we have mental clarity, if we have sleep that keeps us thinking Clearly, again, that mental clarity, all of these things that we're talking about, the food, the skincare, the sleep optimization, these free optimizations, those all enhance mental clarity and reduce fog and make us more efficient, more productive. And we have more joy doing the things we're doing when we come at it that way. So while it may take 10 or 15 minutes to do a beautiful nighttime skincare routine for yourself, I actually would say that we're saving ourselves hours by being able to be better throughout the rest of the day. Yes. 
I couldn't agree. <laughs> I look forward to that time so much because, A, my tiny people are asleep. And <laughs> I mean, I love spending time with them, but it's like time where I have just solely for myself. And it feels so nourishing and it fills my cup and I can do something that is all consuming about me, which is a rarity in my life right now. So and I do find that I have a more restful sleep. It's kind of where I draw the line in the sand of no more phone, going to bed, it starts the whole process. So that's really neat. Well, as an expert in skin and biochemistry, any other final tips of advice for our listeners when it comes to caring for themselves during this this time? I'll tell you what it is. It's not advice as a skincare expert. It's advice from a wellness perspective, that comprehensive perspective that ultimately results in better skin is to make sure to listen to yourself and to take care of yourself and to recognize that things like anxiety, things like temper tantrums, these are all just messages that we can listen to and be like, okay, I need to make a shift. Maybe it's a five minute shift. Maybe it's a five year shift. <laughs> but it's not nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. It's important. You're, what your body's telling you is really important. Yeah. You know, I think that is probably the most honest and best answer I've ever heard because it's not as simple as three quick tips or put something on your skin. It's a holistic view of our lives and our health. And I was sharing this a little bit with with my community recently about how, you know, I started having some symptoms. I developed a thyroid disease, which was triggered by stress. And I had to pull back and rebuild my life and re-architect it from the ground up. And it started with reducing stress and how do I create these rituals where I can care for myself and eat better and sleep better and optimize. And, you know, what you just described, like, I feel like I've been working on that and the proof is in the pudding. I've never felt better and more strong and resilient um, and healthy. But it really is a holistic effort. It's not just one thing that we can change to to enhance our skin or feel better. It's the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle. So it's really powerful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I Again, I mean this so deeply and genuinely. You have created such an incredible product and so thoughtfully considered the packaging, the products themselves, everything from, you know, the, the provenance of each ingredient and the happy people and animals that are part of that process. I'm a firm believer, like all that energy also comes into it. So thank you for creating something that I know is really difficult to get to the end consumer because it, it is so deeply considered, but it's brilliant. So thank you. And thank you for sharing your wisdom oh, with you're us most today. welcome. And thank you. I wish you existed when I was pregnant because I was very much alone in the community you're creating and the support yeah. and the authenticity and the accuracy and the reliability and the tools. You're doing incredible things for women oh. and families. And Thank it means you. a lot. And you're, I think that your community is very yeah. lucky to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so you're much. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Parallel Lives. Stay tuned for new episodes and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like today's show, we'd be forever grateful if you take a moment to rate and review us. You can find us online at parallelhealth.com. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L health.com or on Instagram at Parallel Health. I'm Alex Taylor, and you've been listening to Parallel Lives. Thanks so much for tuning in.
Today's episode was made possible by the company that I co-founded alongside my co-founder, Tori, and Dr. Bayati, which is Parallel. We are the first and only OBGYN-founded women's vitamin offering targeted nutrition for each unique stage of the motherhood journey from preconception through each individual trimester because mom and baby need different nutrients to support them and into postpartum. We created this product because we felt completely failed by the available options on the market. There was an opportunity to create more targeted nutrition for each of these stages. And so we turned to the nation's top doctors to formulate these products. So each product is meticulously formulated by our founding team of world-class doctors, which includes notable OBGYNs, widely published maternal fetal medicine doctors, award-winning endocrinologists in partnership with functional medicine doctors, naturopaths, nutritionists, and even doulas. It was so important for us to create a product that both Eastern and Western medicine doctors could agree on. I personally take the mom multi-pack. I have a little one who's two years old and four years old, but we have incredible products for all the different stages. So for all of you listening, we are going to offer you a very exclusive 20% off your first month with code podcast 20. So head to parallelhealth.com. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L health.com and use that code.